Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 17th of July, 2023. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel, and the Wilmsfront Rumble channel, and of course, are on the interactive entropy software, which I put the link into the live chat. We can send through a direct question or even better yet, send through a super chat. Uh, to support not just this program, but other Unshackled productions, including The Theorists, which premieres tomorrow night. I see that in the chat, Kesho is back, long time no see. I see that uh, Dawn Browning, as always, is here. Uh, Peak Ozzyman, hello. Uh, Wolfman's Blunt Razor, Linda Hunter, great to, to see you all. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where I am still living a life in the big freezer. I, I know that there's a number of Melburnians in the chat. We'll know just how it seems to have just gone on and on this winter. I'm not sure if it's any better up north in, in the, the rest of Australia. Um, so I am staying inside. It's sort of, it's sort of like the, it's it's so cold where we're in uh, we're in self-imposed indoor lockdown. Uh, so I'm staying abreast at what is happening up in the the sunny north, including that uh, the 2024 U.S. presidential election cycle uh, starts soon. Obviously, we have the candidates declared and uh, we have the debates starting soon and now with the uh, to give you a uh, most of you already know but to to to, to re rehash it for you the the primary the actual primaries uh, begin in at the beginning of 2024 uh, they are staggered uh, throughout the different states they don't all vote in the the at the same day the republican and democrat primaries, different states have different rules regarding whether it's a primary or a caucus, if it's an open primary where anyone can vote, not just uh, registered to the, the party. But uh, the first state that uh, votes uh, traditionally uh, for the, the, the major party nominee candidates is Iowa. And over the weekend, there was the Family Leadership Summit in Des Moines, Iowa, which was hosted by none other than Tucker Carlson. Now, Donald Trump, uh, he uh, didn't uh, appear, uh, but uh, a number of the other candidates did, uh, such as Ron DeSantis, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and uh, Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence. Now, the reason why Donald Trump picked Mike Pence, who was then a governor of Indiana in 2016 is to placate uh, the uh, 
the Republican establishment, the NPC rhinos. Look, I've got this. Uh, I've got this cookie cutter uh, establishment Republican governor who you might have uh, picked in in the past to be my running mate, as you should all vote for me. Now, uh, Pence, he is running against Trump and his platform. It's pretty much the standard rhino, neocon, establishment Republican, every safe position you can think of, which is why I was surprised that he agreed to to to, to appear on stage with Tucker Carlson, who was going to ask him about his position on Ukraine. And unsurprisingly, uh, Pence he wants uh, more uh, U.S. Uh, military aid to to go uh, to Ukraine. And of course, Tucker Carlson asked him the obvious question: What about what's happening in America? And his Mike Pence's his uh, there was an NPC malfunction. I know you're running for president. You are distra- you. you are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. Right. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. Right. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. (laughs) Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. And as president of the United States, we're going to restore law and order in our cities. We're going to secure our border. We're going to get this economy moving again. And we're going to make sure that we have men and women on our courts at every level that will stand for the right to life and defend all the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution. Anybody that says that we can't be the leader of the free world and solve our problems at home has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. We can do both. And as President of the United States, we will secure our border, we will support our military, we will revive our economy and stand by our values, and we will also lead the world for freedom under my administration. I promise you. Amen. Vice President Mike Pence, thank you very much. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Mike Pence claims that he was taken out of context. He said... He was. He claimed that when he said that's not my concern, he was talking about Ukraine, even though Tucker had the last thing that he said to Mike Pence uh, before he said that's not my concern, where's the concern for the United States? So it sounded like that Mike Pence was saying the United States is not my concern. But if you rewatch that footage, Tucker says you're concerned about that Ukraine's not getting our, our weaponry. So this is why I call it an NBC malfunction but clearly mike pence on social media wanting to mop up afterwards saying no i was saying ukraine is is not my uh, concern clearly he, he knew that he'd made a huge blunder 
And it reminded me of the the Rubio bot uh, malfunction uh, that Marco Rubio had in the 2016 debates, which uh, killed his campaign, where he repeated twice in about a minute, uh, we've we've got to a, 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 a stop with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He's He knows exactly what, he, what he's doing. And Chris Christie was able to say, see, that's there's that 30 minutes uh, speech again on repeat. And what Mike Pence said, said was his own uh, his own rehearsed speech about American exceptionalism, American greatness. I mean, any uh, polit- well, a, a politician who speaks like Mike Pence can easily give that delivery, but the American people are not that suck it in to just an appeal to American greatness anymore. They're not going to cry at his wonderful words because talk is cheap. And Mike Pence's uh, campaign is not going very well. It looks like he will not reach uh, the uh, 40,000 unique donors that is required to be on the debate uh, stage. He's only uh, raised uh, 3.85 million. I mean, there are other rhino NPC candidates who are vying uh, for the, the the same sort of donor class and establishment uh, that Mike Pence are. And one of them is uh, Nikki Haley, the, South, the former South Carolina governor and ambassador to the UN under Trump. You might recall uh, that uh, she, uh, she said she was eager for Disney to move from Florida to South Carolina. Uh, she said, uh, we're not uh, sanctimonious about our uh, anti-wokeness, pardon the pun. Now, the question that uh, Tucker Carlson snooked her on uh, was, who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? Who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? I mean, I, I don't know. Do I'm, not, I'm not claiming you did it. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, That's what I'm saying. Do you know who did it? Uh, seems pretty obvious. It was backed by the Biden administration, I would say. I mean, I think all the evidence suggests that, but I wasn't there. But I, I, I just, I mean, that seems like a huge step. This is the largest industrial sabotage in history, sent more carbon in the atmosphere than any act ever. And, like, there's weirdly no curiosity about who did it. And I think that's strange. What do you well, think? There's a lot of things that are strange with the Biden administration. <laughs> this is the first one. I guess what I'm really saying is if you were running against the Biden administration to do something like that and shaft our closest allies in the world, which would be Western Europe, and deprive them of the energy they need to run their manufacturing sector and destroy their economy, which it is in the process of doing, like, that's a major sin to have done something like that. You just well, betrayed our allies, and no one on the right is accusing the Bidens of what they clearly did. So I don't know why. Maybe the Nord Stream pipeline blew up itself. Maybe it was like the uh, t- Titanic Titan submersible. It just imploded. That's that's what happened. You can clear that Nikki Haley, she was playing ignorance there it's like well i don't i don't know uh, it's it's all uh, very strange and of course nikki haley she has her own uh nb npc american uh, greatness rehearsed speech i can actually recite it uh, word for word my father wore a turban my mother wore a sierra i was a brown girl in a black and white america see look how look how often these uh, npc rhinos 
repeat this. Uh, now, it was a busy weekend on the Republican conservative calendar. There was also the Turning Point USA uh, Student Action Summit, uh, which also uh, Tucker Carlson uh, spoke at. He wasn't the, the moderator, of course. Uh, Turning Point USA, it's, the, it's, it's probably the biggest uh, conservative student activist group in the, the US, uh, founded by Charlie Kirk. And uh, Tucker Carlson, he he, he decided that uh, he wouldn't he, he wouldn't gloat about uh, his uh, destruction of Mike Pence's presidential campaign. Uh, the, the, this is uh, all that he said on. Well, we think what he, this is he was talking about. I don't know what else he could be talking about. I don't attack anyone in pers on personal grounds uh, or by name. It's tempting. I will say it's tempting. Whoever said do it, you're the devil on my shoulder. <laughs> do it! <laughs> I've, I've, spent my, I've spent my whole life. <laughs> no, 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 no. But if I could make some general observations, which I think are more edifying than just like savaging Mike Pence. Um, I, I think, <laughs> which I'm not gonna do. Because that would be wrong, and it would be wrong because it's too easy. And the easy things are not rewarding, are they? You don't feel good when you beat your five-year-old in soccer or ping pong. Like, what? How good is Tucker's lap? <laughs> Was that a good impression there? I, I, I hope so. But it's great to see a Tucker, a, a lot of Tucker's commentary like we used to do. That was about five Tucker Carlson's tonight in just one weekend. Of course, yes, he's a Tucker on Twitter uh, series, uh, but it's still not the same as having him on five nights a week uh, on his old program on that old net, old network. I mean, that was the only reason why we watched it. We watched that, uh, that uh, network that uh, he used to work at until for some strange reason, they decided to, part ways uh, with him. So that's the uh, Republican uh, field. Now, obviously, President Joe Biden has said that he's running for a second term. He's already 80 years old. That means if he was re-elected in 2024, he'd be 86 by the time he completed his second term. And it uh, wasn't a good cognitive week for Joe Biden. Obviously, uh, he had a, a big week, though. He was in Europe, uh, like Albanese, for the NATO summit in Lithuania, and, he, and Joe Biden also stopped in the UK and uh, also uh, met uh, with uh, King Charles. Though He had this very confused look on his face uh, when he was uh, marching with the, the King's Guard uh, Joe Biden, that uh, face where he looks uh, confused and not with it.
But uh, back when he was in America, it's clear he was so exhausted that he felt the need to eat a baby. He was running low on a chromacan. Uh, now, I've just played Joe Biden without him saying anything. Obviously, it was just uh, him moving and having facial expression, obviously attempting to eat that uh, baby. Uh, but when he opened his mouth at the NATO uh, summit, he got uh, he got uh, Vladimir Zelensky and Vladimir Putin mixed up. Vladimir and I, we, the, I should, shouldn't be so familiar. Uh, Mr. Zelensky and I uh, talked. Yeah, easy names to get mixed up. Vladimir, Vladimir. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as the time uh, that he, he called out for a, 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 a he, he gave a shout out uh, to, he thought a dead woman uh, was in the crowd. Though, of course, his vice president, Kamala Harris, cackling Kamala Harris, is even worse. Her word salads, where she just makes these inane speeches, are getting worse and making less sense than Joe Biden. This was her latest talking about the need for clean energy. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Reduce population. I'm not sure she meant to say that. Whenever Kamala Harris gives one of these speeches, which make no sense, it reminds me of the judge from Billy Madison. Every time she makes a speech, I'm reminded about what the judge in Billy Madison says uh, when he makes his uh, statement, which the crowd go crazy for. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. God have mercy on your soul. Now, you will know uh, that uh, one of the, the, the one of the the main inciters of the January sixth storming of the Capitol, Ray Epps, he wasn't charged until now. He is suing Fox News, claiming that uh, Tucker Carlson ruined his life uh, because. He was uh, Tucker acute, well, implied he was a federal agent. I mean, on January 6th, uh, the, uh, the Justice Department charged anyone who basically had half their foot inside the, the US Capitol. Uh, but the man who said, let's go inside the Capitol, uh, was, hasn't been charged until now. It was in his, uh, he, he actually blames Tucker Carlson for the Department of Justice <laughs> charging him three, uh, uh, two and a half years after uh, the events of January 6, 2021, uh, tw uh, even though his incitement for people to go in the Capitol is caught on camera. And of course, the most amazing thing about the, 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 the Ray Epps 
saga is that members of the January 6th committee, none other than the chairman, were defending him, uh, saying, oh, you should, you, you should just leave him alone to let him get on with his life. Um, Mr. Epps was in front of the January 6th committee, and we were told that a transcript of his interview would be released, but it's never been released. Um, Mr. Epps was in front of the January 6th committee, and we were told that a transcript of his interview would be released, but it's never been released. And I wondered, was he sworn None in? of the transcripts have been released, so you don't need a conspiracy theory about that. We haven't well, released any of them. Were you present when he was interviewed? That would give me... No, I was not. I was not. We've done more than a thousand interviews. You guys are trying to make this poor schmuck who showed up to your protest into something a lot bigger than he is. Okay, he's just trying to survive, and he's on your side. You don't have many voters left. You might want to try to hang on to them without demonizing and vilifying your own people. But that's the Donald Trump way. Sell everybody else down the road. Unless you're going to get a pardon. Some people are still hanging around waiting for their pardon. But most people have opened their eyes about what he's done to our country. What he's done to his family. Have you guys ever read the book by Mary Trump? about the way that Donald Trump has absolutely destroyed their family, wrecked her father's life. They do it to family. They do it to friends. They do it to their own associates and employees. And now you guys are doing it to this poor Ray Epps. Leave that guy alone, whoever he is. I yield back to Ms. Garcia. Now, how come the Department of Justice didn't leave all the other uh, poor schmucks alone who wandered into the Capitol on January 6th, why were they uh, put in solitary confinement for months on end uh, without a trial? How come the uh, QAnon sh uh, 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 shaman, Jacob Chansley, that poor schmuck, wasn't left alone? Now, following up from last week, the hunt for the owner of the cocaine found in the west wing of the White House near the Situation Room has wrapped up and they cannot find who the cocaine belongs to. They're, even though they've got everyone's fingerprints and uh, facial recognition on file, apparently the Secret Service, they're not going to run the fingerprints because that would violate their civil liberties uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> given what uh, they did to the January 6th people. Uh, they're, they're, they're not going to go to such invasive methods as running a fingerprint on the cocaine to try and find out who the cocaine belongs to. And this meme has been uh, going around by not telling us whose cocaine it is, you're telling us whose cocaine it is. Uh, now, I was alerted uh, to uh, this uh, deep fake AI <laughs> press answer uh, by uh, Biden's press secretary, Corinne uh, uh, Jean-Pierre, uh, where she says that uh, she can't talk about a lot of uh, what uh, the Bidens have done. Hi, Corrine. Can you speak about the crimes that the president's son committed while he was in office? So look, um... again, I have to be very mindful about not talking about certain things. I can't talk about the dozens of hookers that Hunter Biden hired. I can't talk about all the, the crack and Parmesan cheese he smoked. I can't talk about the M&Ms he put on his penis so his dead brother's wife could eat them. I can't talk about his pedo obsession with his niece. I'm not able to talk about that. I can't talk about the millions of dollars Joe and Hunter took in bribes from China, 
Russia and Ukraine. And I definitely can't talk about the fact that Joe and Hunter Biden should be in jail for fucking treason. I can't talk about that. <laughs> I mean, that's she obviously can't talk about any of that. So please give Corrine Jean-Pierre a break there, because obviously there's a there's a there's a lot going on at the White House uh, that uh, she can't talk about. And now going back to, to Ray Epps for a moment, uh, probably Fox News will settle with him, give him uh, lots of millions. I mean, they settled with uh, Tucker Carlson's former producer, Abby Grossberg, who Tucker never met. Uh, she, remember, remember she uh, alleged uh, sexual and religious discrimination. Fox News gave her $12 million for just having some some complaints that she aired on the the mainstream media i mean is this uh, this fox corp after uh, dominion uh, is that they just uh, write a uh, write a check uh, give money make make problems uh, go, uh, uh, go away i mean that's why none of us are watching fox news anymore because it's just going to be safe boring uh, establishment conservative tv now let's go over to the UK where there's been yet another uh, media presenter scandal. Uh, this uh, broke last week on the front of the Sun tabloid newspaper owned by Rupert Murdoch's News UK. Uh, so it said top BBC star in sex picks probe presenter now off air. And it says a top BBC star is off air while allegations that he that he paid a teenager uh, for sexual pictures are being investigated. Now, a lot of there was a, a frenzy of speculation about who is it? And now high profile BBC male presenters, Gary Lineker and Jeremy Vine, for example, said it's not me. It was like a game of guess who with uh, having to, to put down the names when they said it was not me. And now the BBC, obviously very sensitive given that they, they covered up for known pedophile Jimmy Savile, who abused uh, girls on BBC property. When he died, uh, they shelved an expose on Jimmy Savile's crimes, instead aired a tribute to him. The BBC decided this time that they were going to report on their own presenter scandal, and this uh, was one of the reports. The identity of that person and hasn't spoken directly to them. We do know the BBC is in the middle of another crisis and big questions are being asked again about who, who knew what when and why the corporation is on the back foot. What? Yes, let's let's investigate who is it and tune in to the not the 10 o'clock BBC News with deep fake AI Hugh Edwards. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you've seen all over the news this week that there has been yet another scandal involving the BBC. Like many across the country, you may well be asking yourself. You done it? Well, let's delve into the nitty gritty and see if we can move a step closer to ultimately identifying the dirty bastard in question. What are the allegations against the pervy bastard in question? We understand that the dirty perv 
allegedly paid a teenager more than £35,000 for sexually explicit photos over a three-year period. Pictures that indeed would have been used for the purpose of making his wood hard in attempts to impregnate one of his old socks. The claims date back to 2020, when the youth was just 17. A series of payments was made by the dirty bastard in question during the years since, according to The Sun. The mother of the youth, now aged 20, told the newspaper that she had seen bank account statements showing payments totaling more than £35,000, including one lump sum of £5,000. She claimed the dirty bastard presenter in question requested performances and that her child had used the cash to get absolutely smashed out of their fucking head via their crack pipe, which had destroyed their life, or as some would say... Stop them from shoplifting in their local Asda while wearing pyjamas? Or maybe have even stopped them from stealing old lawnmowers out of people's sheds? In new allegations published in The Sun on Sunday, the young person's mother said she was shocked when her child showed her a screenshot of a video chat in which the well-known dirty bastard presenter was sitting in his boxer shorts on a sofa at his home. She said the dirt bag appeared to be leaning forward, getting ready for my child to perform for him. And more recently, there are claims that this whole story is a fabrication made up doesn't exist. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we should be asking is, did the pervs at the BBC learn a single thing from the Jimmy Savile ordeal? Are they still funding pedos with the licence fee that they extort from you? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest on the show to give her opinion on the whole situation. Please welcome Dame Katie Hopkins. Hi, Hugh. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, well, what can I say? The BBC has been harbouring pedos for decades. Why would they stop now? The Jimmy Savile saga continues. I personally think anybody convicted of a child abuse-related crime should be strung from the bollocks or nipples off London Bridge or maybe just shot point blank. OK, Katie, that's enough. You know we don't like truth speakers here on the BBC. Strictly bullshitters and pedos only. OK, that's enough for today, ladies and gentlemen. I've got some Snapchatting to be getting on with. See you soon. Uh, now, uh, just also uh, to be clear, uh, that was also a deep fake AI of Katie Hopkins, even though it sounds like something that uh, Katie Hopkins would would say. And she should be Dame Katie Hopkins. Now, they, that uh, deep fake AI comes from a channel called face replace clearly uh, the person who runs that channel is a fan of katie hopkins and as i've previously said i believe that deep fake ais are being used for good purposes to satirize uh, politicians media personalities uh, celebrities and for <laughs> comedic purposes as well and i've shown two uh, excellent uh, deep fake ais tonight and they've been utterly utterly hilarious but this is a very the reason why this is a serious scandal is obviously obviously people are entitled to uh, their 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 private lives but it's the hypocrisy of 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 these media personalities i mean they are the ones who are the most sanctimonious and hugh edwards he's well 
uh, he, he is he is married for the moment uh, with five children and who has 35,000 pounds uh, to send uh, to a a teenager now the met uh, police say uh, there was no crime that has been committed uh, are they assuming that uh, the photos were exchanged uh, when the the teenager uh, was over 18 uh, now the the teenager is now 20 has said no there's 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 nothing to, to see here. It's actually, it, it has, so it's actually said that, uh, no, don't believe my parents. And uh, Talk TV are wanting to give the, the parents uh, 10,000 uh, pounds for an exclusive. Now, obviously, it seems to me like it's a very dysfunctional family, uh, given that the, the teenager was a drug addict. How the hell did Hugh meet this, te this, this, te this teenager? And hand over 35,000 pounds for pictures. I mean, just subscribe to an OnlyFans if you want to see explicit photos. Uh, but the reason why uh, this is, uh, well, it is now much more uh, serious than just uh, one uh, teenager is because now there are multiple uh, complaints against Hugh Edwards uh, from uh, BBC staff of inappropriate behaviour, messages he was actually outed uh, by his wife uh, vicky flind now everyone in the showbiz industry knew that it was hugh edwards but it was actually his wife that outed him and said that his his mental health is suffering now uh, so she said her husband was now receiving inpatient hospital care after suffering a serious episode uh, the mum told how it had been five extremely difficult days for our family. I'm doing this primarily out of concern for his mental well-being and to protect our children. See, it's about the children now, not about the child who, who Hugh Edwards fed his drug addiction by paying him for explicit photos. He was suffering from serious mental health issues. As is well documented, he has been treated for severe depression in recent years. The events of the last few days have greatly worsened matters. He has suffered another serious episode and is now receiving inpatient hospital care where he'll stay for the foreseeable future. So again, this is the defense that uh, Philip Schofield over at ITV pioneered mental health. If you you say that I've done the the wrong thing, uh, groomed a, a youngster, then basically you killed me. And uh, Philip Schofield is probably thinking that he is uh, is now uh, one of the the luckiest media personalities because now nobody is talking about him anymore and uh, he and uh, his affair with his uh, runner Matthew McGreevy. And now often uh, the, the case is that uh, these predators, groomers hide in plain sight. Uh, if, if you've watched the, the Netflix doco series, Jimmy Savile, American Horror Story, one of his routines was he joked about uh, being arrested and then his trial was the next day. He, he was basically implying, well, I'm going to get caught one day. And so I'm joking about my hypothetical trial. And these tombstones said it was good while it lasted. And of course, uh, uh, Bill Cosby, uh, from uh, back in 1969, he was joking about Spanish flies sipping in a woman's drink and, uh, and she'd have sex with you. And now this has come, it has come out. This is a, 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 an interview 
that uh, that uh, Philip gave uh, to Matthew McGreevy uh, for his uh, presenter reel. Philip, thank you so much. Um, I'll see you in three years. See you in three years. Wonder what we'll both be doing then. Well, if I'm still getting away with it, I'll be a happy man. Great. Amazing. Cheers, mate. Thank, thank you. you. If I'm still getting away with uh, bumming you, I'll be a happy man. And uh, Phil Schofield did get away with that for three years. Of course, he used the Kevin Spacey uh, uh, tactic. I now choose to live as a gay man. Came out in 2020 and got away with it for three years until this year. By the way, Kevin Spacey is on trial in London, accused of uh, sexually assaulting young men. And also a lady of Shalott, and Dawn Browning uh, might remember uh, that uh, there uh, was another uh, IT, ITV uh, pedo presenter, uh, the weatherman, uh, Fred Talbot, who he was a, a private uh, boys' school uh, teacher uh, until up until the mid-80s when he left under a cloud and became a weather presenter, but it all came out 30 years later and uh, he went to, to prison. Uh, so it's it happens in all the networks, it seems, not just the, the BBC, uh, but ITV. And now the Sun newspaper has obviously come under criticism because there has been uh, so, so many uh, media uh, pundits and celebrities saying, oh, poor Hugh, uh, we hope this is not the end of his uh, media uh, career. Oh, they should leave his private life alone. I mean, the media can report on whatever it likes. It's up to the public whether they uh, decide uh, whether it's in the public interest. And I don't get why newsreaders are so revered. I mean, they can read an auto cue very well, probably better than than me. That's 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 what they're good at. Uh, they don't they don't have what what makes people trust them. Uh, to to give them the news. I mean, that that's the, that's the only skill that he has. So, and I noticed Lady of Shalott lot has has said uh, that uh, this uh, the, the the son outing Hugh Edwards for being. We can all be in agreement uh, that he is a dirty bastard, and he's not the squeaky clean family man presenter that he sold himself at. So it is in the, the the public interest, but there's a lot of uh, freedom of the press advocates worried uh, that when Sakir Sama and Labour win the next election, that they'll have the Leaverson inquiry too and want to uh, suppress uh, the ability of the press to report on celebrity scandal. And uh, Hugh Edwards him, him, himself, uh, he uh, did a monologue uh, talking about... Uh, making sure you only got news from uh, reliable uh, sources. One note of caution, always be careful. It's important to check all the sources. They might not be giving you the full picture or they might have made, you know, an innocent mistake. So you need to be careful. Only use those sources that you trust. Are they likely to have accurate information on the story? How much checking do you need to do? Depends on the type of source, but it's usually a good idea to check the information with at least two different sources. That's our policy. So we have truth and accuracy, two of the BBC's basic news values. The audience need to trust you. 
and that depends on you being accurate. They're important values and they'll help you become not just a reporter but a trusted school reporter. Uh, one more important bit of advice. To protect people under the age of 18, you must only use their first names in reports. Never use surnames, OK? That's a good policy too. So good luck finding the new stories. Have fun and we'll talk again. And now, the only mistake the Sun newspaper made in their initial report was not naming Hugh Edwards, and they, they didn't name the, the the teenager, didn't even use a, a first name there. So they did a more thorough job uh, than Hugh obviously expects from journalists. Now, staying in the UK, uh, following on from another story last week, remember at the uh, specific trans Pride event in London, uh, there uh, was uh, this uh, violent criminal who'd been in jail for 30 years, kidnapped, tor torture, and attempted murderer, Sarah Jane Baker, who said this. I was going to come here and be really fluffy and be really nice and say, yeah, be really lovely and queer and gay. No, if you see a turf, punch him in the fucking face. Now, the Daily Mail this week had an exclusive uh, with one of the kidnap victims, uh, Darren Sheridan, of, of Sarah Jane Baker, who, uh, who was born Martin. And so this was uh, the, the, the headline uh, from over back in 1988, Terror at the Hands of sadists. Uh, so after he was kidnapped, Darren was subjected to an appalling beatings and forced to carry out humiliating sex acts before being trussed up in a cupboard and left to die. He said, I thought I was going to die, but in the court case, they said the only thing they regretted about it was they couldn't break me. The brothers were jailed for seven years by a judge who described the ordeals and exercise in sadism and cruelty, which could have led to his death. Darren was just 19 when he was unwittingly caught in a family feud after his sister Donna married Baker's father. And so it goes down here. I had no idea where I was going. They took me to a flat and led me inside where I was beaten and tortured for 12 hours. They were punching me and burning me with cigarettes. They were stubbing me with them on my neck and I still have scars from them to this day. I was forced to perform oral sex on them at knife point. One of them said their dad wanted me dead and they were thinking of ways that they were going to kill me. Now he was, he was made to eat cigarette butts and curry powder towards the end. I was tied up, tied, tied me up to the back of the chair and put another chair opposite. My legs were stretched and I was tied to the back of it. And it says here that he was only saved after uh, somebody else living in the squat raised the alarm and police and paramedics raced to the scene. And it says, it says that uh, after the after, in the aftermath, it messed up my mental health. I didn't leave the house for a year after that. I was too afraid to go out. The first year was awful. So this is the type of person who uh, trans pride London. I'm not sure if that's the official organization chose to, give the microphone to and represent them. Now, the Met Police in London initially said, oh, we're not going to, 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 to lay any charges. Well, uh, that, that did change. And now uh, Sarah Jane Baker is back in prison.
though in a women's prison, I, this uh, was uh, her arrest. 4.50pm at this time, I'm placing you under arrest on suspicion of inciting violence. You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defence if you do not mention when questioned, something which you later rely on in court. Anything you do say may be given in evidence. Um, the necessity for the arrest is to conduct, conduct a prompt and effective investigation and to prevent any further attempted harm to yourself or anybody else. And have you got any response that you'd like to call? Yes. Okay. Trans rights are human rights. One struggle, one fight. Oh, it's okay like that. You're not too tight now. It's fine, obviously. Um, feel free to have someone. We will be going down to Charing Cross Police Station. Um, if you want to have someone follow you down, you're more than welcome to. Um, and custody sergeants will explain everything from moving there forward. All right, I'm just going to hold your arm on the way down, so I don't want you to fall over or anything like that. If you want to come with. <laughs> Do you need a, are you walking at a driver? Do you need to walk at a driver? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're good. Trans rights to human rights. They won't get rid of us. Our existence is our resistance. You remember that. Um, can I can I come in the car with that? Uh, you won't. I'm sorry, we should be able to go in the van, unfortunately. I apologise about that. All I've is my hormones. We'll pop everything up and make sure it's all in a bag. Um, anything that comes out. Do you take any medication? Do you take any medication? Yes, I'm on estrogen. I take estrogen. Okay, is that? Do you have any medication? How gentle were those police officers? Uh, I, 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 are you sure that the, the handcuffs are, are, are not too tight there? Do you need any any medication? It certainly wasn't a SWAT team, which, uh, given uh, the, the the criminal history of Sarah Jane Baker, I, you wouldn't say wouldn't be warranted. I mean, <laughs> incited a... A mob uh, to to punch uh, people with certain views in the face. Uh, now, I can't believe that uh, uh, this criminal has so uh, has so has so many supporters. They're claiming that uh, they're a political uh, prisoner. That Suella Braverman uh, sent her back to, to to prison for breach breach of parole. See, the police didn't want to press charges. I mean, the the streets of the UK are a tiny bit safer now that Sarah Jane Parker is behind bars. Now, speaking of the gender wars, uh, this time last Monday, the ABC Four Corners program aired a, aired a report on tra trans uh, children, uh, the... Uh, the uh, the health and uh, and uh, political ideology uh, that is on both sides. Uh, so Patricia Carvelis, who's ABC Radio National breakfast host, a a lefty, uh, she uh, she interviewed uh, trans children also pro-trans doctors and also uh, anti-trans uh, 
doctors. And it's the whole episode seemed to focus on the Westmead uh, Children's Hospital gender uh, clinic, uh, which is in, uh, in Sydney, and the fact that they had only seen uh, three uh, three uh, children this year presenting with gender uh, dysphoria. And uh, Patricia Carvelis implied that the reason that they're not seeing many trans children is because uh, they released research that said that uh, children who presented with gender dysphoria had a lot of other trauma trauma-based uh, issues. In 2021, Westmead researchers published a peer-reviewed report examining the clinical characteristics of 79 young people seeking help at the gender service. They pointed to complex family trauma amongst many of those reviewed. High rates of adverse childhood experiences, including family conflict, parental mental illness, and loss of important figures via separation. A history of maltreatment was also common. They stopped short of finding a causal link. They argued going straight to the gender-affirming model is dangerous and said a trauma-informed model of mental health care should be included in all gender care clinics. They said clinicians, including ourselves, are coming under increasing pressure to compromise their own ethical standards by engaging in a tick-the-box treatment process. So Patricia Carvella, she interviewed a 14-year-old trans girl who the Westmead Children's Hospital uh, refused to see because their voice had broken, interviewed a growing trans boy who's now a tradie, also spoke with the parents of a trans uh, boy who uh, took their own lives and wasn't seen by the Westmead Children's uh, Gender uh, Gender Clinic, uh, but was in the hospital uh, for an eating disorder, which was put down to uh, the 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 trans boy's name was Noah. The eating disorder was put down uh, to not wanting to go through female puberty to develop uh, breasts and uh, have a period. It was a very sad uh, story. And also this uh, 10-year-old uh, trans uh, girl uh, was was interviewed. The mother actually moved the family uh, from New South Wales to Queensland for better uh, gender clinic treatment. And uh, the ABC Four Corners decided to, to, to repost uh, this 10-year-old girl's uh, story on their TikTok account. People think that I'm not really a girl, but I am a girl. I'm 10. When I was younger, I just didn't feel right and everything felt wrong. I like saw girls with hair brushes and like Barbies and like them having cool long hair. I'm like, oh, I want that hair. I'd like that dress. I knew that I wanted to be a girl and I was a girl, but I didn't really know what to say or how to say it or if it was true. I remember this day, I was playing with my big sister. We were playing a game and something felt wrong. And I just said to her, I'm a girl and that's who I am. It made me feel kind of nervous that like people wouldn't accept me for who I was because they've always known me as a boy. My friends and my family were very accepting 
didn't and I don't know if they really knew what I was going through. I want them to see me as a proud transgender girl, but not always to think, oh, you're trans, but like to say, I'm a girl and that's who I am and that's who I will always be. I'll be on puberty blockers soon and that's just gonna be like pausing really my body from growing into what I don't want it to be. I am who I want to be. I can do what I want to do. If someone's trying to say, no, you can't, I'm not related to that person. I'm not like, they're not me. They don't know how I feel and who I want to be. Now, in response to the Four Corners report, the New South Wales Health Minister, Ryan Park, in the, the men's Labor government, appeared uh, with Patricia Cavellis on ABC Radio National Breakfast uh, to say it was extremely disappointing to hear that people had been let down by the system and says there's need to improve the culture so clinicians feel safe to come forward and say when things aren't working. Uh, so... I listened to that interview when Ryan Park said that, yes, it's unacceptable uh, that Westmead uh, Children's Gender Clinic only saw three people. And so he is promising to open up a new uh, gender uh, clinic in uh, southeastern Sydney uh, within the next 12 to 18 months to see more children with gender uh, dysphoria. Because all of these clinics nationwide, they have unprecedented demand. Now, I do agree that if a child says they're gender confused and a, 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 a and they they are distressed, then they do need uh, to see a medical professional. Like as I said, what happened to that uh, 14-year-old trans boy Noah was absolutely tragic, uh, heartbroken parents. Uh, but that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean uh, that uh, as as the the uh, the Westmead Children's Children's Hospital own research said, doesn't mean uh, that all the children who go there, uh, the the box should be ticked and they should be given uh, puberty blockers and uh, cross sex hormones because that is a big deal. A obviously it's it's universally accepted now that puberty blockers affect bone density development. And cross-sex hormones uh, make if uh, estrogen injected to men make them permanently infertile. Uh, so these children do need treatment to uh, to work out uh, what what is driving their gender confusion, gender uh, gender dys dysphoria. Uh, is it uh, because something else is going on? Is it because of 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 trauma? Or is uh, are they is their dysphoria is it really really strong? And obviously, over in the the UK, the shutting down of the Tavistock Gender Clinic, a lot of uh, G transitioners are now suing the clinic. And uh, in the Nordic countries, they are scaling uh, back uh, their uh, gender clinics. Uh, they're not banning uh, puberty blockers and cross sex hormones, but limiting it to clinical settings having the criteria much 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 higher as i think i've been clear with 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 all of you uh, i i do believe that there are legitimate trans people who deserve our compassion 
and 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 sympathy and and kindness but i'm 100 percent believe that we're in the grips of trans madness and trans mania i mean non-binary gender fluidity that was only invented about 10 years ago and of course men and and women are not <laughs> are not uh, they, they don't exhibit a hundred percent gender stereotypical behavior i mean there are obviously tomboys and uh femboys uh who well the men who are effeminate uh girls who uh, who like male things that doesn't mean that they're transgender Obviously, we're all a bit uh, gender fluid in a way, uh, but you know we we are still our biological sex. At the end of the day, a the end of the day, uh, effeminate men are still men, and uh, well, a manly ladies are still ladies. I mean, they're not uh, they're, they're they're not genderless. Um, they're not transgender. So this is going to this uh, this uh, this uh, trans agenda is going to be continue to be a culture front in the years to come. Now moving on uh, to Australian federal politics, we had the Fadden by election on uh, Saturday. A, the the uh, safe LNP seat on the northern Gold Coast, uh, vacated by former Morrison government minister Stuart Robert, one of the robo debt four. It was a comfortable win uh, for the Liberal National Party candidate Cameron Caldwell, Gold Coast City Councillor. In fact, got a four percent primary swing to him, which at the moment is a two-party preferred swing of uh, 2.6%. 2.66% and Cameron Caldwell, he hasn't had a big swing like that uh, since he was on the uh, Swingers Party pirate boat uh, over a decade ago. Uh, this was, uh, I'm not sure if it was the Courier Mail, but it looks like, it looks like the headline, photo sinks R-rated Polly. Uh, so Cameron Caldwell, uh, he had, he was dumped as an LNP candidate at the 2012 election uh, because uh, he was on a pirate-themed swingers uh, cruise. And now uh, he said, I had a social drink and left. he left the club, which has now since closed due to complaints. Now, I have a different, uh, di uh, different view on this, uh, on, on Cameron Caldwell's uh, uh, pirate cruise uh, than I do of uh, Hugh Edwards' uh, uh, activities. I mean, the, the Swingers Party cruise was with consenting adults. And obviously, this had been common knowledge uh, for over a decade. He'd been, uh, he'd been a Gold Coast City Councillor for a, a decade, and clearly the vo voters of, of Fadden uh, weren't bothered by it and they uh, decided to make him the next member uh, for Fadden and uh, Peter Dutton obviously uh, saw it as a as a vote against the Albanese government's handling of the cost of living crisis the state LNP opposition leader David Christofulli there's a Queensland state election in October 2024 he said it was a rebuke of the Palaszczuk government's handling of youth crime 
that is epidemic. There's an epidemic of it all across the state. And now Anthony Albanese, uh, uh, obviously, uh, they and his treasurer Jim Chalmers, uh, they they do not like the fact uh, that. Uh, the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe has had to raise interest rates uh, to crush inflation, and he was never going to be reappointed as RBA Governor for another term. Uh, he had made numerous blunders, saying that interest rates would, he didn't see that they would go up until 2024. He's not a very good uh, communicator. He, he, he doesn't come, he, he can't reach ordinary people, and obviously, they, they were the Jim Chalmers and Anthony Albanese. They were more than happy to have him as the, the sacrificial lamb uh, to blame uh, higher interest rates, higher mortgage repayments, uh, higher cost of living on, basically not reappointing him, saying it's all his fault. Uh, but they've just replaced him with uh, his deputy, uh, Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock, who will be the first woman reserve bank governor or a woman's touch uh so there is and there's the talk about this uh reserve bank review where they're only going to have eight opportunities to raise interest rates throughout the year and there's going to be a new interest rate sub uh committee i don't know how this will make decision make decisions better uh but philip lowe you'll have to go somewhere else to that will there be another organization that'll pay him close to a million dollars a year obviously the uh, the Albanese government, Jim Chalmers, have to appoint a new deputy governor. We'll see if they'll if if they'll appoint somebody who won't uh, be brave enough to to make the big calls on interest rates. Now it's time for an update on the Voice. Now, tomorrow, uh, the uh, the official yes and no uh, referendum pamphlets are released, uh, but we still don't have a date uh, for the, the referendum. It has to be within the next six months. Anthony Albanese said he won't, he won't announce it at the, the Gama Festival. Uh, there is speculation that he might even delay it, given that the latest news poll last night had yes at 41%, no at 48%. Uh, the Labor Party is still uh, ahead, two-party preferred, 55-45. Like, how important is the voice uh, to Labor and Albanese? Would, uh, would they really sacrifice a, all of their political capital and a potential second term on, the, uh, on campaigning for the voice? I mean... As I was just saying, we are in a cost of living crisis, yet Labor MPs are running around, running all around the country, hosting uh, yes rallies and cam campaign events while they're not, while their attention's on that, they're not focusing on, on helping ordinary people or creating the conditions uh, that uh, will ease the cost of living for ordinary people. And obviously, uh, we're getting a taste of 
what uh, what uh, potential chaos the if the voice gets up uh, could cause nationally uh, with uh, the enactment of the Aboriginal cultural heritage laws in Western Australia. Now, the new Premier uh, Roger uh, Cook, who's from Labor's left, he said our Aboriginal cultural heritage laws do the same thing as the voice. Now, last week there was the turf war about who which local tribe had the right to do the smoking ceremony at the opening of a new freeway this week a in a a environmental tree planting a, a community volunteer event uh, over the canning river uh, had to be postponed uh, because a local Aboriginal corporation said that it couldn't happen unless their demands were met. Good evening, welcome to 7 News. Tonight we can reveal there's been an escalation in confusion surrounding WA's new Aboriginal heritage laws and it sparked an extraordinary ransom demand. Two major tree planting events were cancelled this weekend after an Aboriginal corporation demanded $2.5 million in return for its approval. Jeff Parry has this exclusive report. If the implementation of newly rewritten Aboriginal heritage laws wasn't in crisis before, it is now. The weekend planting of 5,500 shrubs and trees by 120 volunteers was cancelled. The seedlings now at risk of dying. We've got to get them into the ground to make the most of the wet soil. The decision to cancel followed a demand from the newly formed Wadjuk Aboriginal Corporation that any plantings at sites of significance along the Canning River cease, citing the Aboriginal Cultural Heritage Act. The corporation's CEO, David Collard, told Landcare groups they couldn't proceed until a demand for $2.5 million from a $10 million river restoration fund was resolved. The demand has stunned the mayors of four local councils and two major landcare groups bordering the canning who don't know which way to turn. We're standing here today in solidarity with some of these environmental groups saying somebody needs to clarify uh, this legislation. It has become somewhat of a mess. Stephen Johnston says the environment will suffer. We've got a whole lot of land groups across Perth and, and, and in WA whose work is critical to the fulfilment of Commonwealth, state and local government um, environment objectives. It's not just a nice thing to have, it is critical. We've got four dams on the canning. It's under real issues. Time is... Oh, we, can't, we can't wait. We have to keep going forward. When Aboriginal Affairs Minister Tony Booty learned we were doing this story, he personally rang the mayors and the land groups to assure them that there is no issue. He's wrong. There is now so much indecision and uncertainty around the Aboriginal heritage laws that he can no longer dismiss them with his own personal assurances. In a statement, he told Seven News the matter has nothing to do with the Aboriginal Cultural Heritage Act, but he's having trouble convincing anyone else. Jeff Parry, Seven News. So, apparently, uh, uh, to protect Aboriginal cultural heritage, i.e. biodiversity around the Canning River, uh, restoration of biodiversity cannot take place. Uh, so in, there, is, there is going to be plants uh, that uh, th th there is going to be horticulture, 
that is that is is going to go to to waste. There is potentially going to be damage to the the Canning River. There is actually going to be damage to the natural environment uh, because of because of this uh, Aboriginal Cultural Heritage Act. Now, it seems that uh, the uh, Aboriginal Affairs uh, Affairs uh, Minister uh tony butley he was he was clearly furious he said this was extremely disappointing by this turn turn of event in fact they wouldn't have needed approval it's tier one meaning they didn't need to apply for approval in the first place and said that he believes that uh, uh that uh, david collard has been fired as uh, the chief executive on of the wajak aboriginal corporation there is his photo there i mean this this was absolutely outrageous what he what he did it's basically a funding a funding dispute and he he decided right i i'm going to hold a biodiversity around the the canning river hostage until i i get the i get the money now even though the minister says look uh <laughs> he, he he has no this uh, now former CEO has no standing to to, to stop the planting of, of of trees. The fact that there is confusion about uh, about how these Aboriginal cult, cultural heritage laws actually work, I mean that is the crisis in itself because they have significant penalties. Uh, the, uh, penalties these. Uh, there can be up to a million dollar fine uh, for corporations. And uh, uh, Roger Cook, uh, the, the the premier, he doesn't think uh, that uh, there's an issue with the, the the laws. He said that the Liberal and National Parties are irrelevant and should butt out of debate over new Aboriginal heritage laws. The blistering broadside came after opposition leader Shane Love of the National Party on Saturday vowed to scrap and uh, rewrite the updated act if there is a change of government, a position also adopted by the, the Liberals, uh, Libby Milton. Now, even though the Liberals only hold two seats in the lower house, they, they Roger Cook, uh, by standing by this extremist piece of, of, of legislation, which there's even an Indigenous man up in the Pilbara who can't even redevelop his own property uh, because of these uh, these cultural laws, even though he's Aboriginal, he's prevented uh, he's prevented from uh, from doing with his land what he what he wants because of a law supposedly to protect his cultural heritage. Now, this is just uncertainty at a state level, and Roger Cook he's delivering the the next election next state election WA state election on the platter to the Liberal and Nationals parties. They will have the the biggest comeback biggest political comebacks ever if they're able to to win government after being uh, being reduced to a rump of seats in in 2021 now imagine if the voice gets up the amount of confusion delay uh potential waste inaction that's going to be caused if the voice if the voice says oh well this can't happen until we're consulted i mean you looked at those confused mayors there they're like oh we don't want to you know be aboriginal cultural vandals uh, but you know please someone clarify this for us i mean what an absolute mess and uh, now it's uh, broken tonight the 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 federal liberal opposition is pretty much 
almost united now in opposing the voice but there there are uh, the the uh, the uh, a couple of yes supporters on the back bench uh bridget archer uh, the uh, Tasmanian MP and the former Shadow Attorney General Julian Lisa. Uh, in a speech tonight, he attacked uh, Fair Australia uh, for law, for uh, st for attempting to stir anger in the electorate with personal attacks on high-profile Indigenous Australians such as uh, Thomas Mayo. The referendum is about a technical change to the Constitution. It's not about any person it said Thomas Mayo is central to the no campaign because Thomas Mayo is being made a trope for the angry Aboriginal man who wants to tear down the country. The spliced videos of the no case using Thomas Mayo's words are meant to get you angry, get you voting against a person, even though this person is not on the ballot paper. Well, he is just one of the many communists behind the voice. And <laughs> We have read the the words that are going to be in, inserted in the constitution, and what a, a activists like Thomas Mayo, Marsha Langton, and uh, we 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 saw uh, last week uh, 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 Le uh, Leah Reed want to want want to do. I mean, it's out in the open what they what they what they uh, want to. The voice is a first step for them for reparations, a a treaty. I mean, it's going to be the Aboriginal cultural heritage laws on steroids. Now let's go to the health report and Victorian uh, businesses now, uh, they have now less than 30 days to destroy all of the COVID vaccine data uh, that they were forced uh, to keep uh, during the days of vaccine mandates and and passports because remember it's private medical information again and uh yeah so so private so privacy laws are back apparently now the federal australian immunization register act uh its privacy provisions are, are back 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 in place and the penalties are for keeping uh, vaccine data without authorization are severe Bosses are being told to destroy COVID vaccination data collected about their staff. WorkSafe says regulations have expired today and employers have just 30 days to dispose of the personal information. Pandemic orders allowed for the collection, recording and holding of an employee's vaccination status over and above usual privacy standards. Now, Victoria Police, they have dropped their vaccine mandate. So they put out a, well, they, they, this was a, a memo put out uh, offering a sneak peek of their uh, application changes. For eligible applic applicants, the following may apply. Uh, exemption from the entrance exam for those with the relevant Australian University bachelor's degree. The initial uh, psychological assessment can now be done online. The video interview component has now been removed. Evidence of COVID-19 vaccination is no longer required and your exam score is valid for three years, fast-tracking your next application. These changes will result in a significant decrease in the time taken for the recruitment process with app app applications taking as little as, as four to six months. So you can be on the, the, the front line, a with your uh, pepper spray and batons and tasers uh, within a year. 
Now, not all a Victorian government agencies have removed their vaccine mandates. Uh, Fire Rescue Victoria has decided that uh, they are going to keep a vaccine mandate, which is actually three shots. So the Fire Rescue Commissioner, Gavin Freeman, uh, said there is no change. He reaffirmed on July 11, uh, indicating that the vaccine requirements were based on an interim measure notice issued on October 12th, 2022. What authority does he have now to, to, to do that? I mean, and it's three shots uh, for firefighters. I mean, this is, this is having vaccine mandates in place. I mean, it's all about just being a arsehole now about wanting to, to punish those who, who dared to disobey you. So Gavin Freeman, you're just being an arsehole by keeping this mandate in place. Now, the Australian Firefighters Alliance, which represents firefighters who chose not to get the, the, the vaccine, Andrew, Andrew Hughes, uh, said that the mandate violates human rights by limiting self-determination and access to employment income. It's cited breaches of legislation and regulations, as well as psychological and personal harms faced by affected firefighters and with us entering uh, El Nino uh, this summer, which I am looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the warmth, uh, there, we are going to be on fire, fire, uh, bushfire alert. We're going to need all the firefighters that we need on reserve. I mean, if, if you need to be rescued from a, a burning building, do you really care if the, the firefighter is vaccinated against COVID or not? Uh, now, the United Firefighters Union, uh, we're led by Peter Marshall, who we know uh, can take on the, the Dan Andrews uh, regime when he wants to, uh, decided that uh, he would be a bootlicker and say that uh, 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 that uh, the United Firefighters Union Victorian branch fully supports the position of Fire Rescue Victoria to ensuring that community and firefighter safety protocol uh, safety is protected. Firefighters routinely respond to medical emergencies and current arrangements regarding vaccination are appropriate. Uh, so it's decided to, yeah, just roll over on this one, Peter Marshall. Maybe he doesn't want to, to happen what happened to, to John Secker uh, uh, when he uh, decided to, to be both ways on uh, the COVID vaccine mandate. Now, given that uh, despite uh, some uh, organisations clinging on uh, to COVID vaccine mandates, there's still uh, those people who are wearing uh, masks. Uh, Richard Wollstonecroft did a report from Tiger Mountain this week about people still wearing masks. I mean, COVID is just not scary anymore anywhere in the world. I mean, uh, they're finding it hard to 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 find a new scariant to try and <laughs> try and get people uh, frightened about COVID again. Uh, there was there was some talk that uh, because there all of the the variants that they talk about now are all sub sub uh, sub variants of Omicron. Apparently, there's this concerning variant coming out of Thailand, the FU1 variant. Uh, I, I dare uh, not fathom what the FU2 variant could be uh, <laughs> if, if the FU1 variant uh, mutates. And this uh, 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 COVID, uh, this uh, 
hospital admissions with COVID in England. Uh, this is uh, from a March, uh, March 2021 till now, as you can see, it's basically flatlined in Victoria now. Uh, they're not even accepting uh, the registration of voluntary rats anymore. Uh, so they're just, uh, they're including PCR data now, and nobody pays attention to uh, to the the uh, the COVID dump day anymore, which is on Friday. In fact, uh, Queensland Health no no longer publishes a weekly info uh, graphic, uh, but uh, it, even though uh, as the uh, they now uh, they said they are now treating COVID uh, like any other respiratory virus because it's it's flu season now and the flu is back with a vengeance because obviously there is immunity debt and uh, the flu uh, was obviously not uh, circulating during the the lockdown period and so there's a lot more sick people with the 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 flu there've actually been a couple of a high a high profile well it's been it's been reported in the media. This is why I say it's high profile. Two children have died with uh, the flu. The flu is deadlier in children uh, than COVID ever was. And so uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk in uh, Queensland, uh, she has announced the, the following measure uh, to counter this higher than expected uh, flu season. We are going to be making flu vaccines free for all. This is a very good uh, public health measure. Um, we are seeing higher rates in Queensland than we expected, and we need to do everything we can to make sure that Queenslanders are getting vaccinated. And now remember Anastasia Palaszczuk in 2020, she got a flu shot uh, for the cameras. I wonder if she'll be doing this again. Landers, like Premier to get the jab. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't feel it. Risk. The perfect push for Queenslanders by Premier. And now Anastasia Palaszczuk, she she did get the, the, the flu jab. That was just a, a she was just faking it again for the, the cameras. That's that's what it, that's that's what it was. And now going back to Victoria, our chief health officer Brett Sutton finishes at the end of the month. Uh, but uh, uh, while he is uh, still in his uh, position of authority or authorita, he's put out a, another health warning because there is a a strain of antibiotic resistant super gastro called Shigella. Uh, now. What is the issue? Uh, so it says there is an increasing number of uh, Shigellus cases in Victoria infected with a strain of Shigella bacteria that are resistant to key antibiotics. Many cases are occurring in, among men who have had recent sexual contact with other men and also being seen among return travellers, presumably return travellers who, who are men who've had sex with men. Antibiotic resistant infections are a serious public health problem because infections are harder to treat. And so symptoms and transmission, it is highly contagious and mainly transmitted through the fecal oral route, including during sexual contact, especially oral sex and oral anal sex, which is, well, when a, 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 
person uh, sucks on another person's asshole, to put it crudely. Symptoms usually develop one to three days following exposure, but can occur as early as 12 hours, as late as one week afterwards in some cases. Uh, so recommendations for the public, practice safer sex and good hygiene, uh, wash your hands before and after sex and at half and after handling, use condoms or sex toys. Uh, men who have had sexual contact with other men and returned travelers should be aware of the symptoms. Limit sexual activities with fecal oral exposure, such as rimming, which may significantly increase the risk of spreading infection. Share and wash hands before and after sex. People who work as food handlers, childcare workers, healthcare workers, and people who work in residential facilities, such as AIDS care facilities, disability group homes, prisons, and other residential facilities should not return to work until advised by the local public health unit. So it seems that this uh, super gastro, it's the new monkeypox uh, since it's uh, transmitted. It seems almost exclusively uh, through men who have sex uh, with men. Now, if that doesn't uh, scare you e enough, there is measles. There is a, a potential uh, mass measles outbreak in the greater London area. This was put out uh, by the, the UK Health Security Agency. They put out modeling. The modeling's return estimating tens of thousands of cases. Uh, UK Health Security modeling suggests that unless MMR vac uh, vaccination rates improve, London can see a measles outbreak with tens of thousands of cases. <laughs> So yes, make sure that, so it says, make sure that uh, if you haven't, get the MMMR vaccine, which stands for measles, mumps, and rubella. Rubella is another name for German measles, that highly aggressive, invasive form of measles. In fact, there was a health alert just uh, this afternoon by Brett Sutton that a returned uh, traveler to Melbourne had measles two weeks ago. So yes, uh, we need to be on alert for the measles. Now, if that doesn't scare you, over in Poland, 25 cats have died of bird flu. There's also two poultry workers in the UK who have just uh, got bird flu uh, because, you know, that happens every few months or so and then nothing else, else happens. Uh, now, if that doesn't scare you, maybe this will. This is appalling clickbait from uh, GB News. Britain on lockdown alert as new killer virus, which kills 40% of victims, certain to reach UK. So this is Crimean Congan hemorrhagic fever, which is a form of Ebola, which kills between 10 and 40% of people infected, has been identified as a major threat to public health. And the whole article is based on this uh, Professor James Wood, who spoke to the UK Parliament's uh, Science, Innovation and Technology Committee. He said it's rather it's when rather than if the disease re reaches the UK. And he says that it could uh, happen. If we go further further down here, he says that it could happen in the next five, 10, 20, 
25 years. So yeah, it could happen in, in our lifetime and there is uh, no uh, vaccine. Uh, so, but it, look, it says here, he denied, he denied a national lockdown would be a sensible way to deal with the arrival of the virus. Uh, he said you'd have been likely to get that sort of respiratory transmission. So even say, I don't want to call them extreme lockdown enthusiasts, but someone who thinks that those messages are important to impose straight away, I don't think it would be appropriate. It's not right for this form of infection. Uh, now, a, co a common way uh, for uh, humans to be infected is via uh, tick, uh, uh, infected ticks. Uh, so they can remain in the bloodstream for a week after infection. Human-to-human -human transmission can occur, occur resulting from close contact via blood or other bodily fluids. So it's not airborne, as some people like to claim about Ebola. Uh, but yes, it's, as you know, I, I'm my contempt uh, for the alleged right-wing conservative media in the UK is growing. I mean, GB News and Talk TV, I mean, they platform every Just Stop Oil brat who uh, makes a public nuisance of themselves. Good Morning Britain interviewed uh, that old hag who, who decided uh, to throw orange confetti on George Osborne and his bride last week. And on the panel was that trigonometry uh, pompous twat, Constantine uh, uh, Cosson, who just thought he was morally superior by being on the panel and this woman uh, making a fool of herself. She's now in Thailand now. She better watch out for the, the F, F, FU1 uh, strain of COVID while she's there. I assume that she walked there. She didn't definitely fly there. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, all of these uh, emissions, uh, they are causing uh, the current heat wave that is, well, it's, it's not, the UK is not in a heat wave at the moment, but the UK Met Office is warning about heat in China, uh, in uh, San Bao, uh, the, te the temperature reached as high as 52.2 degrees Celsius. Now this is, uh, they when they quote these these temperatures they make it make out like this was the temperature in that city all day when it's just for a certain period at a certain time often they measure these on airport runway tarmacs which are extremely hot in fact did you know uh, that if you measure the temperature in your oven when you turn your oven on to 200 degrees It'll be 200 degrees inside your home. That'll be the temperature if you turn your oven on to 200 degrees. That is that is insanely hot. And over in California's Death Valley, it has reached 51.7 degrees. I mean, it is so hot that uh, Death Valley is attracting tourists who want to experience what it's like when it's 50 degrees. I mean, that is how... Uh, bad the heat is that is actually attracting heat tourists i mean please let me fry now it is so freezing here in melbourne bring on the el nino i i i want to fry like really in fact it's probably now that i mentioned it's probably a good way to warm up after the show just turn on the oven to 200 degrees and get warm through there all right, that brings us to the end of another Tim's News Explosion. Now, I will be with you 
tomorrow night because it's the exciting launch of a new live show uh, hosted by myself and Andy Nolch called uh, The Theorists. We have set up a dedicated uh, YouTube channel, uh, which uh, I will put the the link into the live chat now. So you can, if you haven't already, go over and subscribe to uh, the channel. There is Andy in the chat. I'm looking forward to it. And as the show title suggests, we will be talking about uh, our theories uh, uh, behind the news. I mean, who, what is behind the the news and what what uh, could be really happening, uh, what is being hidden from us. And now we've... Uh, 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 there we have released a trailer uh, for uh, the theorists, uh, which I will uh, play for you now. They can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f- but I am telling you right now that m- that m- back there is not real. But it is going to bother you because you're human, and, and I was human. I am human still. Um, but um, but it, but I was just referring to myself in the past. Um, not that I was not human. My side is the bed. Was human fecal matter. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the SA. Oh my gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots from the west. Laden made this heinous act. You don't think what Osama bin Laden did was wrong? I will carry the pirate in the boat in the bridge. Was he on board one of those aircraft? No. But he took credit for sending them. Me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All you gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yay? The tic-tac type UFO was flying at such speed there. It's all shifty lawyer talk. I mean, it's just it's like lawyers have scripted this shit. It's just so shifty how the, the words they use, the language and all this sort of stuff. It's so calculated and it's, it's war propaganda. Yes, so we will be premiering the show 9 p.m. Melbourne time tomorrow night. Uh, we will also be setting up a Odyssey and Rumble live streaming backup uh, because uh, we predict that YouTube will probably try to censor us, uh, but uh, we're going to be unafraid. Uh, there is lots to discuss on the, the the first episode, so I'm looking forward to seeing you all there and also see you tomorrow night, Andy. Uh, now, my Wilmsfront uh, episode with Bettina Arndt, uh, we had to postpone it. Uh, something came up with Bettina, so we're going to try again this week. Hopefully, it will air this Sunday. There'll be a new report from Tiger Mountain with Richard Walshencroft later 
this week released. And remember, if you don't want to send through Super Chat to support the Unshackled, you can uh, take out a premium membership, bronze $5 per month, silver $10 per month, gold $25 per month, and platinum $50 per month. I've gone well over time, but uh, there's more tomorrow. There's lots more to discuss tomorrow. So I'll see you all then. Stay safe, stay sane, stay warm, stay happy, uh, stay uh, just uh, say above uh, above all of the, the 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 craziness that is is going on. I know that's the same as say Stain, but I always like to come up with one on the spot at the end of the show. Good night, everybody. Tim's news explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.